So today we have another barn burner for you. We are going to talk about super bonds. What is a super bond, you say, you ask? A super bond is really sort of the component of the insurance company and how they manage their portfolio and what that actually means to you, both from a, a consumer but also as it, as it means, what it means to you from a standpoint of actually managing a portfolio. And so this, we'll talk about this concept of a super bond. And so what insurance companies are doing is buying bonds and they're buying mortgages and treasury bonds and they're buying all of these very safe instruments. And what they have is floors and floors and floors of really, really nerdy guys with little green eye shades and lamps. And all they do all day long is buy and sell bonds. And the cool thing about that and what that means to you is because they're not trading $500 to go buy a bond or a bond fund, they're not trading $100,000 to go buy some bonds, they're moving millions and billions of dollars around to go buy bonds, is they have access to interest rate environments and tools and bonds that you and I just don't have access to because they've got volume pricing, they can move things around. And so they have the ability to get and to manage at a much more granular level than any of us could do individually massive amounts of bond flow and to be able to build that into uh, not only their portfolio as a company, but into your policy and, and you get the direct impact of that. And so just to be clear, we're talking about life insurance companies, um, specifically around whole life insurance and how they are using bonds in order to grow uh, the cash value and the death benefit over time of a whole life insurance policy and comparing that to what happens if I just invest in bonds myself? Can I do the same things or could I even do it better? Because that is a question that we get quite frequently. I hear right. that you're talking about this whole life insurance thing and you're talking about cash value, not death benefit, right? Can't I just do the same thing that it's trying to do on my own using a different tool? Yeah, I think that's a great point and we probably should have led with that. Like, what, <laughs> okay. what the heck are we talking about? It's late in the day. <laughs> It's been a day, right? Uh, it's been a day. You know, I always think when we're doing these, I'm like, do we have credibility? And it's moments like these that I am beginning to wonder. But <laughs> I also think knowing that we're human probably makes these podcasts just a little bit more entertaining than if we were super dry and going through it on rote. So I feel like that's a that's a plus that's my, in our It's my favorite, uh, my favorite Zig Ziglar quote, right? I'm a cross-eyed discus thrower. I don't set any records, but the crowd sure alert. So <laughs> sure alert, right? Yeah, I love that. So just to, to kind of add in here, I think one of the places that you see a, a huge difference between a bond portfolio and a whole life insurance policy is that if you are investing at an individual level in bonds, you have a lot of interest rate risk, especially in a low interest rate environment where interest rates are beginning to rise. Um, and I'm just going to do some kind of basic math and I'm going to over-exaggerate this, but I want to do it for concept, especially when there's nothing to look at. If I have $100,000 and I buy a bond that has a 5% coupon rate, so it's a 5% rate of return on that bond, um, things are good. I'm getting my 5%. I feel really happy. Well, if interest rates move and now interest rates are 10%, if somebody could put $100,000 into a new bond and get a 10% rate of return, there is no reason that they would pay $100,000 for my 5% rate of return. So in order for my bond to be competitive, if I decide to sell it, 
at a 10% rate of return market, instead of getting $100,000 for my bond, I would now only get $50,000. So the interest rates went up and the value of my cash investment into the bond went down if I need liquidity, right? Because right. no one's going to pay full price for something that will give them half the return if they could put that money somewhere else. And so what happens in a rising interest rate environment is that if you've bought bonds while interest rates are low and now interest rates are higher, in order for you to move into bonds paying the higher interest rate, you have to liquidate your current bond. And you're going to take a loss on your principal investment if you do that in this scenario. So right. when, you, when you think about what that means in an environment like today, if you're trying to use bonds for stability in a portfolio, you have to understand that you're actually accepting interest rate risk into your, your portfolio. So if I look at how that's different in an insurance company, it's not that they don't have any interest rate risk, it's that they have much, much less for a couple of reasons. One, they have the ability to structure their bond portfolio differently than you and I do. So they can either buy a bond with the intent of holding it to maturity, right? Because that's when they know they're going to have to pay a death claim, right? right? And then they have the ability to also buy short-term bonds, knowing that as interest rates go up, they're going to automatically move into higher interest rates. So there's nothing that would prevent you from doing that piece as well, but they can hold on to their bonds because the purpose of those bonds is to pay death claims at some point in time. At the same time, all of the people who are paying for their policies, who are paying premiums, are sending new dollars to the insurance company that the insurance company gets to invest as they come in. So they have new dollars coming in from people paying premiums, and then they have bonds maturing and paying death claims. But those new dollars coming in are being invested at current interest rate environments. So especially as the interest rates start creeping up, you're going to see returns kind of mimicking that over time in the insurance company's investments from their bond portfolio. So there's right. a, a totally different degree of risk that's happening there. And so when you think about what that means at an individual level, if I'm investing directly, there's no real guarantee for the value of my bond Whereas the insurance company is guaranteeing the cash value inside of your policy, and that can never go backwards. In addition right. to that, you're also getting the death benefit and some legal protections that you may not have in your normal individually owned retail bond portfolio. So there's some huge advantages there. What does that actually do if you have that in part of your portfolio? Yeah, well, and that's where the super bond piece comes in and makes it kind of a neat process is that because they don't have to sell. So if I'm 40 and I bought a bond and I'm retiring in 20 years or 25 years and I need to get out, then I'm, I'm taking a loss, right? I've got to go deal with whatever, envir whatever environment I'm in at the time. Whereas the insurance company is like, look, we, we got 40 million people here that we are dealing with. We'll just hold on to this one, let it ride, build, build the other one. So they don't have to get in and out. Right. So that's where that super bond piece comes in. And so what that does at a portfolio level is as the cash value and the insurance grows, it actually can very easily become a huge portion of your overall bond portfolio for your portfolio. Or your overall net worth, right? Yeah, over your overall net worth. And so what that means is it gives you a lot of freedom on your other investments. Let's say your 401k or IRAs or BOSS or other investment accounts. As your insurance continues to grow, as the cash value continues to grow, you can actually be a little bit more aggressive. Or you've got the freedom to be more aggressive in your other parts of your portfolio because you know 
that not only do you have a bond portion already taken care of in the insurance, but you've got a bond portion with no interest rate risk. So it allows right. you to be much more strategic in actually how you build out and design your portfolio and allows you to be a lot more creative, which for the, for the nerd in me is a lot of fun, actually. Right. And I think this becomes extremely relevant. It's, it's important the whole way through while you're saving up money, but I think right. it becomes extremely relevant when you get into the distribution phase and you're actually beginning to spend your money either because you're retired or you've decided to quit working for a while, or you just need an income stream other than the one you're producing at work. Because what happens is, um, you know, the market goes up and down. I know that's a shock to many people here, but the reality is that there's volatility, right? And so what happens when you're in distribution mode is that if you take a loss and then you take money out for income, you're compounding that loss. And then as your portfolio starts to recover, if you're withdrawing the recovery for income, you're crippling your portfolio's ability to get right again. And so after a series of losses, you can see how it becomes very easy to deplete a portfolio and potentially run out of money during your retirement. The beauty of a life insurance contract is that the cash value can be used to buffer that volatility because of the guarantees associated with it. And you cannot do that with the bond portion of a traditional portfolio because you have the interest rate risk and the value of the bonds could go down at specifically at a time that you are trying to withdraw for income. And so that just compounds the losses that you're already experiencing in that particular environment. And so right. this particular volatility buffer actually makes it safer for you to spend higher amounts of money from your investment portfolio, because in the years that your portfolio is down, while you can't predict that, you can respond to it. And so if you switch and take income from the cash value of the insurance contract, it allows your investments time to have an uninterrupted recovery and get back to your original investment amount, which means that the portfolio principle itself has recovered and can sustain further withdrawals. So this becomes very, very key in the distribution phase. And it's one of the tools that is frequently misunderstood and underutilized in most financial plans that we see. Yeah. And, and I think to, to kind of reiterate a point that you made that I thought was particularly brilliant is because uh, you, you make a lot of them, but they're, they're the concept that Mary was talking about there, that idea that when you're taking income from a portfolio, if you have a bad year, you don't want to compound the loss by, by pulling out to go eat to creating income. And, but you don't know when years are going to be good and when years are going to be bad. And it's this concept called sequence of return risk. And a lot of people have talked about the sequence of return risk. When am I going to good years? When am I going to see bad years? But I think the point you made earlier that was really brilliant is we think of sequence of return risk a lot of times on stock portfolios on the equity mm -hmm. side, mm -hmm. but there's just as big a sequence of risk on interest rate risk. Absolutely. Like the interest rate market could be great. The interest rate environment could be bad. And you've got that and you don't know, you could have a confluence where you have a bad interest rate environment and a bad equity environment all in the same time. Right. And so where that insurance piece comes in, that super bond piece is really that ability to eliminate interest rate risk from that portion of your portfolio. Right. Absolutely key to taking higher income rates and making sure that they're sustainable over your retirement. So definitely something worth thinking about. If you have questions about how this should be integrated or in what ratios, how do you know if you've got the right structure, if it's the right type of insurance, all of that, please feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. You can find me at The Wealth Woman on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, and I'm, 
Eric Alexander on LinkedIn, and I'm Economics with Eric on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great week, and let us know we'll if we can help. Soon. Bye.